Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross. Good day, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you are in the world. And welcome to Living Inside Out today. I'm your host, Joy Ross, and I want to invite you guys to settle in, relax. And if you can, go ahead and grab a pen and paper because we're all about dropping practical tips and tools that you can start using today to help you show up as the best version of you and experience more joy, fulfillment, and freedom. So I want to welcome our first-time listeners. Hey, if you are listening for the first time, let us know. You can write to us at livinginsideouttoday, all one word, at gmail.com. Shout out to our listeners across the U.S. and globally. We have some listeners I've seen uh, from other countries, so welcome to you guys. And on this show, we are all about positivity encouragement, and having real conversations about overcoming challenges and experiencing personal transformation from the inside out. In fact, my own transformation journey is the main reason that I am doing this show. You see, I spent many years living my life based on society's blueprint of doing and performing and focusing on external achievements, basically following society's checklist for success, getting an education, working my way into corporate leadership, starting my own business, reaching certain financial goals, and doing all the things that society often leads us to believe will result in happiness, fulfillment, and success. And while I'm grateful for my achievements, what I found, what I learned, and what I received a deep revelation on is this. All of the things that we desire are completely possible, but everything that we want to manifest on the outside, if we want those things to last over time, and if we want to experience true joy and fulfillment once we get those things, well, that's directly linked to what's happening on the inside of us because there is no amount of money in the bank There's no amount of external achievements or business success that can provide true fulfillment, joy, peace, or happiness, because the key to everything that we want externally is internal transformation. It took me many years to learn this, and I'm still learning every day, but what I know for sure is inside-out transformation is possible for all of us. It's a step-by-step journey that's taken one day at a time. And now, perhaps more than ever, taking life one day at a time and remaining hopeful is critical to overall health and well-being. Studies show that during the past couple of years in particular, anxiety, depression, suicide, and rates of addiction have gone up tremendously. I truly believe that in light of all the tragic, dark events, everything from the global pandemic to racial and civic unrest, economic turmoil, mass shootings, and all those things, that now more than ever, it's important to be mindful of the power that we have to choose what we focus on, to choose what we think about and to choose how we spend our energy and our time. There are so many demands and pulls for our attention and things are designed to literally cause us to become addicted to our phones, to technology, to negative news and other things. 
but freedom, joy, peace, and abundance, those things are our birthright. In my international bestseller, How to Break the Cycles of Temptation, Addiction, and Guilt from the Inside Out, A Pathway to Freedom, Fulfillment, and Purpose, I share my own journey from reaching outside of myself to fill an emptiness on the inside and finding myself addicted to many things. And I share the steps that I took to go from addiction to being transformed and set free. And in my newly released book, The Truth About Trust, The Key to Thriving in Any Relationship, I share my journey from experiencing disappointment, heartbreak, and disillusionment in relationships to my revelation of trust as spiritual currency. That revelation totally transformed my perspective on relationships. If you want to begin thriving in your relationships, that book is for you. You can find both of those on Amazon or on my website, joyross.com backslash products. And you'll find free resources there as well on mindset, freedom, and joy. My hope is that my pain, my challenges, and the lessons that I've learned, and more importantly, the steps that I took to overcome and get to the other side will be helpful to you. But enough about that. On this show, we bring guests on so you can hear directly from people who are respected experts in their field who are devoting their lives in some way, shape, or form to helping others. And all of the guests on this show have their personal stories of transformation from the inside out. And here's the thing. If it can happen for me, if it can happen for them, then transformation can happen for you too. So we're here today to have another conversation about how you can move toward fulfilling your dreams, how you can experience joy, freedom, abundance, how you can be a more effective leader, business owner, parent, uh, really in whatever role that you're playing, how to just show up as the best version of yourself. And on a more basic level, how to simply get through life today, um, because there are some civil steps. If you're listening to this, you you might be thinking, wow, all those things, joy, happiness, fulfillment, that all sounds great, but I'm really just trying to get through the day. So if that is you, we've got you covered too, because we'll be dropping some simple steps that you can start taking today to move forward. So I am going to invite you guys, as you are listening, I'm about to introduce our guest today, which I'm super excited about. As you're listening to this conversation, jot down the things that resonate with you. If there's something that's said or a particular tip or a tool that's shared, um, or you have a particular aha moment, email and let me know at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. Because who knows, you might say something or ask a question, and we might answer your question on the air, or we might do a future segment based on a topic that you suggest. So we really want to hear from you. And with that, I want to introduce our guest today. I am super excited to have with us in the studio, Mr. Burt Wright. Bert is a servant leader, a social entrepreneur. He's an Amazon number one best-selling author and a certified hypnotist. Bert is someone who believes that entrepreneurship can be a vehicle of social change. He grew up in a household of entrepreneurs. His dad was a general contractor and a real estate appraiser and inspector. His mom had her own daycare for many years. Bert's father taught him that entrepreneurship was a pathway to controlling your own future and making a difference in the world. 
as a young person, Burr developed his entrepreneurial muscles as a paper boy in junior high school. There, he learned the power of creating his own personal economy and loved the feeling of creating a paycheck. His drive to be a change agent came from watching his dad start a neighborhood watch program on his block when they lived in Los Angeles. His dad's goal was to help create a safe space for the neighbors and his own kids from the criminal element that was often present on the streets. Bert honors his father's father's legacy today through his ongoing community service as a member of Omega Psi Phi fraternity and in his role on the executive board of the Black alumni chapter of his college alma mater. After spending over a decade as an employee, Bert made the leap to entrepreneurship. He says that he can attest that entrepreneurship is harder than it looks, and yet he loves the journey at the same time. He says entrepreneurship has been a place for tremendous personal and professional growth, and he loves sharing those lessons to anyone who is willing to listen. So, Bird, I'm so happy that you're here today to share some of your lessons with us. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes. So, Bird. What we like to do is start off each conversation. Uh, just, I like to just throw a general question out there and have you share for us, since we are about sharing how to overcome challenges and obstacles, share with us one challenge or obstacle that you had to overcome maybe this morning just to show up here today <laughs> or something that you've overcome this past week, perhaps, and how you managed to navigate through that. You know, I, I it's this one this morning is very clear. So I, I work out pretty regularly, about four to five days a week. Um, last night, I had a business meeting with a business colleague of mine that ran a little longer. So I, I live uh, in the Inland Empire, which is about an hour and a half from LA. So I got back home last night, probably about 11, 12 o'clock. I was tired. I usually get up in the morning, go to work out in the morning, about six o'clock in the morning. I'm going to tell you, when it's, the sun comes up that early in the morning and you're tired from a full night of business meetings, you're always negotiating how much, how bad you really want it. And mm-hmm. what I realized is that sometimes, sometimes the, the, the real win is just being toward moving, even in a small step. You mm-hmm. never know. Sometimes even taking a small step will lead to bigger steps, right? So I realized this morning, it also, also created some external accountability. So I have a group of guys I walk with every morning, you know, about four days a week, mm-hmm. walk about three to five miles. And so even if I was going to do it for myself, I was going to do it for them. Because mm. I knew they expected me to be there to fellowship and communicate. And plus, they hold me accountable because we have our own kind of network of just kind of talking and enjoying ourselves. And so you never know. Sometimes we're always negotiating the pros and cons of everything we do. And mm. that is one. It was a prime example where I was like, the bed felt good. <laughs> I was tired and I wanted to sleep in. But I knew my longer mission for myself was to stay healthy, to keep this vehicle and in, in, tip-top shape so I can make a difference in the world. Mm, I love that. That's so practical. And yet there's some profound things in there that you said. I love what you said about small steps and big wins. And um, I love what you said about really sometimes it's about being accountable to other people, right? right? And also what I heard in there is sometimes it's about pushing past feelings because if we let our feelings dictate, we probably you, if you let your feelings dictate, you probably would have stayed in bed and not worked out at all. Um, but then we have to push past those feelings. I love that. And I know I can relate to that. And I'm sure the listeners can too. Mm-hmm. So yes. thank you for that um, 
open and honest share. So I want to get into your story a little bit, Bert, and your background, because you have an extremely diverse background. You went from uh, early on being a school teacher to later being a corporate franchise manager to later leading a global sales team for one of the most successful personal development and transformation organizations. That's a lot of diversity in there. Um, Can you just describe for us your personal transformation journey as you've navigated life and career? Like what was the pivotal moment or key moments that led to you um, shifting from one thing to the next? I give a lot, as you mentioned in my bio, I give a lot of credit to my parents. Um, they were big about education and and learning, which I think are two different things. I think education mm-hmm. is the formal process. Learning is what happens when you apply that information you learn in theory. And mm-hmm. what I've gathered from that is that I just like constantly learning. I always say I'm a lifelong learner. And I'm always looking for ways to up-level my skill set and how can I experience new things about life. So they're going from a school teacher to which is the public sector to the private sector as a franchisee manager uh, for very for many years to not enter the entrepreneurial space in the sales world each step required that i grow as a person in many mm-hmm. different ways and that learning process was digging deep to where i was as a person what did i who did i need to become to take on that next role and the mm-hmm. grow in the next roles were there too right so i didn't plan to have a career in sales or leadership, a very mm-hmm. fully transparent things for your listener. I am probably more introverted at heart that I give myself credit for. Mm-hmm. I am somebody who's comfortable being in the back of the room with a book and talking <laughs> to myself. And so, but I learned that if I want to have a difference in the world, I need to be okay being out front and being invisible and being on shows like this. Cause I realized it is in those spaces where people need to hear our voices and hear, see our representations in places. So that was part of my own transformation. You know, we learned to say that it's okay to show up and share my voice. And my voice makes a difference where I'm, wherever I am currently located in the spaces I'm in. Mm, I love that. I love the distinction that you made, um, especially given that your background was in education, but you made the distinction between education and learning. Um, and the difference there is applying what we learn. I love that part of that. And then you said, which this is a key question, I thought. So I'm just going to repeat it back um, for the listeners because this is, you know, I'm always taking notes. When we do these conversations, you said the question you asked yourself always is, who do I need to become? Mm -hmm. So, um, and then being willing to step past where you are right now to become that person that you need to become for your future. So for you, that included stepping out of your tendency to want to be in the background and be silent <laughs> and be remain an introvert. But you knew that in order to rise and elevate and move forward toward leadership, you would have to step out of your comfort zone and just embrace right. that. Yes. One of the things I think introverts have to process that their loudest voices are inside their heads. Mm. And oftentimes their voices are, are, are fighting to get out to be heard publicly. Wow, that's powerful. I love that. Folks, did you hear that? If you're, if you're listening and you're an introvert, um, that's something to perhaps take note of. The loudest voice is in your head. 
So really, it's a matter of pushing past that voice in our heads to be able to become the person that we need to become for our future, to be the best version of ourselves. right? So you guys stick around. We're just scratching the surface here, uh, having ourselves an awesome conversation with Mr. Burt Wright. We're going to get into all kinds of topics when we come back from the break. We're going to talk about financial freedom. We're going to talk a little bit about leadership, a little bit about mindset. So you will not want to miss that, stick around. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Are you ready to move to your next level? Listen for Empowering Women, Transforming Lives with host Rebecca Hall Greider. Each show will focus on a central topic with discussion, guests, and your questions being featured. Our show is perfect for women who feel a call in their heart to step out in a bigger, more powerful way in their life and just need some encouragement, inspiration, and practical steps to support them on their journey. Empowering Women, Transforming Lives can be heard live every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel with a replay of the show Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Do you dream about success but wonder how to get there? Hillary DeCesar and her guests will reveal how they relaunched into lives they only dreamt about. Their stories will inspire and surprise you and ignite your inner sparks. The Relaunch, Thursdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Ever wanted to know what makes you, you? Why you think and feel the way you do? And more important, what the motivation for your behavior is? And when you know this about yourself, what do you do with all of it anyhow? Learning about your Enneagram type helps answer these questions and so much more. Listen to The Traveling Enneagram with host Nikki Myers for answers to these questions. Thursdays at 12 p.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back, everybody. We are back from break here today with Mr. Burt Wright. And Burt, before we uh, broke, you were sharing a little bit about your personal transformation journey. And um, I want to just pick up there and ask one more question on that. And then we're going to move on and, and get in some juicy 
uh, conversation on financial freedom, right? But you mentioned to me in a prior conversation that your divine assignment, I wrote this down, like, because I quoted you on this. You said your divine assignment is to give birth to entrepreneurs and be a beacon for change. That's a profound statement. Can you talk a little bit about what you meant by that? Wow. Um, that's, that is a heavy and profound statement I made. Um, <laughs> You're like, did I say that? Did I say that? Right. But, I, but I, what, what, what birthed it was that I really see myself as, as a teacher um, mm-hmm. and a teacher or almost like a, uh, you know, we use the phrase midwife, a mid-husband. Of, of ideas for individuals, right? And oftentimes people who have this entrepreneurial tent or idea are caught up with how do they bring it to the marketplace or how do they bring it to fruition, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes it's not even about the technical skill sets. Oftentimes it's about the mindset of going from, especially if they're an employee, from an employee to an entrepreneur and how do they give this transitional, this mind shift to go from a regular nine to five, weekly, monthly paycheck to how they create their own personal economy in that way, right? And so part of that is giving birth to that skill set and knowing that we all have the part. If we believe that we are born, you know, in a higher power's image, you know, I call him God, people may call mm-hmm. him something different, different with our right, and that we have the capacity to have dominion over all, then it's within ourselves to have the capacity to create at will, right? Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we forget that, you know, I've said this many times to some of my clients and coaches is that, we were all destined for success. Unfortunately, society program, programs us for failure mm. more often than not. And we forget that we were destined for success and we we're born with the divine power for success. And so through that, that's why I want to see how I give birth to more entrepreneurs and different things. I truly do believe that entrepreneurs help make the world go around and they can be a vehicle for social change in many ways. I absolutely love that. And that's a great segue into our next um, focal point here, because I do want to get into financial freedom and talk a little bit about that. And you mentioned that we're all created for success, but society sometimes programs us to believe otherwise. So that leads me to the question that I wanted to ask first and foremost, which is, what are a few of the things that we need to know about finances in terms of myths and truths? So you already just dropped on us that one of the myths is that some of us, you know, aren't meant to be entrepreneurs, or as you put it, uh, some of us aren't meant to create our own personal economy. But speak to us about that a little bit, if you would. What are some of the myths and what are the truths as you see them when it comes to financial freedom? Well, as I mentioned earlier there, Joy, one of the big things is that we believe we can't create our own personal economy. Now, that personal economy can be created whether you have a W-2 or whether you are an entrepreneur in many ways. The key about creating a personal economy is having full power and, and agency regarding your financial capacity. So one of the myths I often see is that um, we're taught that money is something we can't manifest or can't create. And oftentimes, so we literally are allow money to be an external uh, response to what we do. It is mm-hmm. in some ways, but we only wait for somebody else to give us permission to give us money versus ask, asking ourselves, how do we manufacture and attract money into our lives in different ways? So that may, for those who still want to work a job, that means 
how do you track the prime opportunity opportunity that pays you the most for your career path? Mm-hmm. Or if you're if you're an entrepreneur, how do you track the ideal clients or ideal opportunity that best is alignment with who you are? I really do think I, I feel that that when we are out there in the marketplace, we're all looking for what, what I call our ministry assignment, whether it's in the career in the you know private sector, whether it's in the public sector, whether it's an entrepreneurial space. We're all looking for ways that we can work work in a way that makes a difference, that has an impact, mm-hmm. and we're compensated well for that. Uh, whatever that is, I'll, I'm a strong believer of the the biblical verse, the parable of the talent for the talents, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? For some, it may be, you know, two, some may be five, some may be one. Mm-hmm. But we, what we do know, we don't want to waste our talent and bury it in the sand because mm-hmm. we always know what happened with that when we saw that happen in the Bible, right? So how do you use your talents to the best capacity to create your personal economy for whatever it is? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So you're saying that there are some key questions that whether, so it's not necessarily about, owning your own business being the only way to create wealth for yourself, but it's each person to ask him or herself, how do I attract wealth? Um, How do I attract money? And there are ways that we can do that. So for the people who choose to maybe stay in, in, you know, as an employee and work their way through that system, you're saying then figure out what the various paths are and then set your sights on those and move accordingly. But if you're in business, then it's a different, it's a different sort of path, right? So then for right. people who do own their own businesses, it's a matter of figuring out how to attract clients, how to get more business. But either way, all of us have God-given gifts and talents within us that we can use to create wealth. So I'm hearing, Bert, implicit in that. So I'm just going to say this, folks, because I'm always taking notes. I'm writing in my notes. One of the myths is that we can't have wealth. That's a myth. Yes, very much so. Mm. And Uh how do we define wealth? It's going to be different for every person. So um, if we get beyond what I call always the societal expectations Welfare, some people could be knowing they have a, uh, their bills are paid every month with grace and ease. And for others, wealth could be having multiple second and third homes and mm. flashy cars. So wealth could be having your health and your family well taken care of. Mm-hmm. And you could take occasional vacations. For others, it could be, you know, you're able to write sizable checks to your favorite charity. So I think mm. in having wealth, you need to figure out how you want to define it for yourself versus how it's defined, how you think how you think it should be defined by others, which is very important. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we think the wealth is defined by others, and we never ask ourselves, how do we define wealth for ourselves? And that's I think very important. But we we all have the right to have wealth in our lives. Mm-hmm. I love that you said that because I think sometimes there is a tendency to, we just live in a society where there are comparisons always being made, right? So the key is to be focused. I'm really hearing a mindset theme here. The key is our own thoughts and us figuring out within the confines of our own minds, which path do I want to take that's going to lead to me feeling fulfilled, or as you put it, fulfilling my ministry assignment, right? Fulfilling what I feel that I'm put here to do, and then figure out what that means for you. It has right. nothing to do with what other people are doing or what society tells all of us. There's only this one blueprint. That's a myth. 
(laughs) That's another myth. And we don't have to, we can be free from that. So I want to, I want to segue now, since you have brought up mindset a couple of times, um, you mentioned with respect to finances, it's about us having a mindset that we can believing that we can create our own economy. And then you also mentioned when you're talking about being an introvert, this thing about for introverts, we, and I say we, because I would consider myself to be sort of in that group as well. We need to know that the loudest voice is the one in our head. Um, So let's talk about mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's, well, just talk to us a little bit about the role that mindset has played in your personal journey and in your ability to live your best life and be the best version of yourself? Where do I begin, right? When it comes Mm -hmm. to mindset, it's loaded. loaded. So many pathways to that mindset question. And I always think it starts with, I would say a pain point Mm. or desire. A pain point or desire is where mindset starts. Somewhere there is an irritation where you're not currently satisfied with what you're currently experiencing. And it becomes the spark or inspiration to move forward. So for me, mindset has been kind of a, a 20 plus year journey. Um, I, I, like I said, I would get a lot of credit, credit to my father. He was always a reader. If I didn't see my dad read a newspaper, he was reading a book. I was reading a book, mm-hmm. he was reading a newspaper. So I was grew up with a, in a household. My mom always read the newspapers. Now for for some younger listeners, a newspaper is this big gray thing <laughs> right? <laughs> with, 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 with black ink on it. And, you know, and on Sunday mornings, you got it because you got all the coupons. But for those little, of a different, different generation, we know what that means. But for younger generation, that's what that's what a newspaper is. Mm-hmm. Um, you drop it off at your house. Anyways. Um, but I've always saw, edu- you know, once again, learning, right? In my household all the time. And my dad would say, the only thing you can someone can't take from you is your own education, what you learn, what you learn yourself. So it's always about how do you read your books, how do you read to develop yourself. My my mm-hmm. dad used to listen to um not again Conan books, audios back then, you know, those type of audio tapes. So I started reading at a young age a lot of different books. Um, everything from Thinking Girl Rich up to Rich Dad Poor Dad to Dale Carnegie books. And it started to plant the seed of like, what more do I want out of my life? And mm-hmm. as an introvert, I realized that if I wanted to have more, once again, that irritation or desire, it required a new mindset shift. So I become more than who I currently am. Mm. So it was interesting that you said it starts from your perspective, mindset really starts usually with a pain point and irritation. So I wrote in my notes when you said that irritations are actually a gift yes. because the way that you frame that, and, and I think that's an important distinction because I think for many of us, when things happen and you feel irritated, you feel frustrated, or you, you're feeling some sort of pain in that moment, your initial inclination is, oh, let me remove myself. Let me let me figure out how to not be in this situation. And I'm hearing you say that's where the opportunity begins to really sort of look at your situation and then make some thought changes. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So the irritation and or desire, right? So and, and ironically, I'd even add that desires really are just disguised irritations. 
like you want something is not currently in your life right now. So how do you achieve that particular goal? That's your desire part. So yeah, the, the irritation is a blessing in disguise. Now it sounds cliche, but it really is. Mm-hmm. So Bert, talk to us about for people who are listening um, and they were intrigued by what you're saying about mindset and it's like, oh, okay. So now that I know, because you just shared with us irritations, we know that we can see them differently, see it as a gift. Um, it's like, okay, so how do we go about that process to start changing how we think? Like, can you share some routines or some daily habits that you've cultivated to uh, shift your mind, like on a daily basis? Well, a couple of things. Yeah, definitely. Direct. As as you as you read in my bio, you know, being a certified hypnotist, I realized part of the reprogramming for your mindset is you have to almost reboot your software, which is your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, if you don't have access to a hypnotist or somebody or a coach, one of the ways to start rebooting your software is to start creating some affirmations that you either write and or say out loud. So I have a, a daily practice where I, I actually use a, a three by five index card and I start each day with my powerful self-talk tells me and I fill in about two or three affirmations. I say the same ones about you know three to four days a week, five uh-huh. days a week. Um, so I write, so I get the kinesthetic experience. Uh-huh. I see it and I say it out loud. So I'm using three different modalities to, to kind of, um, reprogram my mind in that process. So that's part of what my daily exercise I do. If you have a coach who can help you rethink, reframe your current experiences of how it can be a benefit for mm-hmm. yourself, that's another way you can help yourself change your mindset. And then lastly, find some find some like-minded individuals. Find some books. Find some, you, you know, look on YouTube. They're created, created as a habit for your own personal well-being. So I spend every morning about you have an hour and a half, two hours each morning I spend to my personal benefit. You know, one is for exercising for my own health. And the second one is for my mindset. I'll spend about 30 minutes uh, either listening to some positive videos or I'll do some meditations or I'm writing in my own personal journal because I realize how important it is that my own personal mental and physical well-being is part of that repro- reprogramming for the mindset. Mm, that was a lot of really good meaty uh, information that you dropped. I'm going to repeat back. For listeners who are taking notes, here's what I captured in my notes. So steps that we can all do daily to, as you said, reboot our subconscious, which is interesting, right? Most of us don't usually think in those terms, um, but that's exactly what we're doing when we do these things. So one thing is to use the power of writing seeing and saying, because there's something that happens in the brain when we use all of those, right? So affirmations, powerful self-talk. So write them down, look at it, say it out loud. And then the second thing you said was reframe our situations to see the opportunities. That's how I wrote it in my notes. So that's like really sitting and thinking a little bit, kind of meditating, being reflective and maybe where there are those irritations mm-hmm. um, in our life, right? Or things that we desire that haven't yet materialized. Really think about, okay, how do I shift this to shift toward the things that we desire or to attract the things that we desire, right? And then the third thing that I heard was read 
and learn something new every day. Correct. And and directly, I one more final thought to that is and hopefully puts the kind of the period at the end of that statement is that oftentimes our lives are more more a reflection of our habits than our actions. Oh, say a little more about that. We create the lives we desire more out of the habits we create for ourselves. Mm. I was the, that's the, drop the mic right there, right? Our habits create our lives more often than we, we give it credit for. So part of the reprogramming of subconscious is that now we are creating new habits, new, new pathways, new patterns to manifest the life we want. So that's part of the mindset shift we have to be willing to accept. Mm. Oh, that is so good. You just dropped like, that's profound, Bert. So <clears throat> that is profound. I'm going to repeat back in different words because that's so key. Outcomes in life are a reflection of our habits. So really, if that is true, and I believe it is, um, and you're saying that it is, if that's true, then rather than focusing on the outcomes we want, which is the way that society typically conditions us to think, Mm -hmm. don't worry about the outcome, focus instead on the habits. So focus on the steps and just do those steps. Focus on the habits day to day, and then the big picture outcome will take care of itself. Yes. Yes. I love that. I love it. Okay. So you guys, this is good, right? It's going to get even better because we're not done yet with Bert. We're going to take a quick commercial break and uh, we will be right back. Don't go anywhere. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today, Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time on living strong the flip side of adversity dr veerdra jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business health relationships and faith every story has its flip side and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side when you can effectively do that you'll experience necessary growth Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. 
It's time to serve, learn, change the world. Tune in each week for the power of young people to change the world. Hosted by NYLC's CEO, Amy Muirs. The program is a forum for both young people and the adults who love and support them. We make connections with others through stories of change, partnership, and new perspectives of issues facing the world today. Be sure to join us every Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time or anytime on demand on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross. And welcome back from break, everybody. So we were just uh, before a break, Bert was dropping some wisdom on us and giving us some really good tips that we can all practice to uh, shift our mindset. And as he said, when we do that and we focus just on the simple steps, our daily habits, the things that we are doing every day, those things will produce major outcomes in our lives. So we were just talking during the break, actually, about the freedom in that and how empowered uh, we are because, hey, we don't have to focus on getting from where we are right now to catapulting into the future. Just focus on these little things, these little habits, these little steps every day, step by step. So, Bert, I absolutely love that. I'm taking that away from this conversation and uh, I want to shift our focus now and let's, let's talk a little bit about leadership. Um, Can you share your perspective on leadership? Like what makes for a good leader? And even before that, just sort of what's your view in terms of are some of us born to be leaders and others of us are not? Um, Do we all have capability to be leaders? I believe we all have the capability to be leaders because we because the first person we always always get to lead is ourselves. You know, that is our first person. We are our first leader and our first follower in many ways, right? So when we talk about leadership, that's where it starts with how you how you manage yourself. Um, I believe in John Maxwell's statement that leadership is nothing more than influence. I think that's a huge imp- impact that how you influence yourself will also affect how you influence others. Mm. Can we all be leaders? Yes. Uh, to what capacity it depends on the situation. You know, if we think about um, the president of the United States down to somebody who is mom and who's leading a country to somebody, to, to mom and to a parent, a mom and dad who's leading the, their whole household, we understand that everybody leads at different capacity in different environments. And a lot of it is a, is a learning skill. A lot of it is, is always willing to... Leadership is this interesting dance between being the most confident person in the room and the most humble person in the room at the same time. Mm. And I shared that, you know, in so if you the corporate space or entrepreneurial space, one of the things I, I try to uh, manifest in my team is I, as a philosophy is I try to lead by this acronym I call VVS, which stands for, you know, when I lead a team, they want to feel valued, they want to feel validated, and they want to be seen. That Philosophy can be applied to any situation, whether you're a parent, a teacher, um, a friend, a, a spouse, because 
if you follow those philosophies, it allows you to have the most way to connect and, and impact the person that's following you, right? So mm-hmm. I think about my wife, right? My wife, you know, when she when I'm put in the space of leading my home, the analogy, right? Long as she, she's validated, valued, and seen, she's open to go follow along with, with the idea, crazy idea I might have, right? If you're a parent, same thing. If you have kids, if they your kids feel validated, valued, and seen, they're more apt to follow mom and dad. If you're a teacher, different things, right? So I think, yes, we can all learn, learn leadership skills. Uh, once again, to what some of us said earlier, let's not get into the space of comparison of how good you are as a leader. Because mm. just because you can lead well at home and you think you should be leading a Fortune 500 company, it may not be in your same skill in your wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. But you're leading very well in your home, and that's okay. So I think to answer your question, Joy, yes, we all can be leaders. It requires some skill sets, but we have some basic understanding that people ultimately want to be seen and validated and viewed. It's all right. Mm, I absolutely love that, Bert. I love that you said it's really about influence. And you said how we influence ourselves Mm -hmm. is how we influence others. So to me, that takes us right back to a small scale, the simple like, don't worry about the big things. Don't worry about how do I lead this group of 20 people focus on how do I, how am I influencing myself? Even in going back to what you said at the beginning of the interview, when you share just getting out of bed to work out. So it's like, how do we influence ourselves? Do we push ourselves to, to do better, to like go a little out of our comfort zone? Are we kind to ourselves? How are we, what's our relationship with us? Right. Right. That's what I took away from that, which is huge because the extent to which we're able to influence and control what's happening within us, that's going to be reflected in how we treat other people. And I love this VVS, right? People want to be valued, validated, and seen. And so to be effective in leadership, focus on those three things. So I'm just going to ask you, like, paint us a little picture of what that actually looks like. How do you demonstrate to a person, hey, I value you? Um, How do you validate them? And, and, show that, hey, I see you. Like, just give us a picture. Well, I mean, you, you know, in my, in some of my experience, you know, and I talked to Pastor Joy, is I, when I often lead leaders. And so part of that is recognizing that I see them all as leaders first. You know, they're not my followers. I, mm-hmm. as a leader, my philosophy is I work from, I work for my team. My team works, works for, our, for our clients, works for our, our customers in many ways, right? Mm-hmm. So I see them as leaders first, and I acknowledge that they are leaders already in their own right. Then I, then I uh, view them that way. I see them that way. And then I validate them by giving them a chance to get some feedback on a situation. Because I don't assume I have all the answers, although I have the role as a leader. And I think it's something we need to point out that just because you have the role of a leader doesn't mean you know everything. Like mm. that just means as as a, you just have the title of who gets all the responsibility mm-hmm. and who may get also get all the credit, but we forget sometimes as a leader because you have the title, we all want the credit, we don't always want the responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so, also the most phenomenal leader is somebody who knows how to um, critique privately and praise publicly their mm. team. And so, when I give you back to example. So when I lead my team of leaders, I view them all as fully capable. I see them all as leaders and I validate them by 
give them an opportunity to get feedback and insight. If I don't ask my team for their thoughts and process and feedback on a situation that we're trying to solve together, then I'm not giving a value to their team. Now, there are times when I don't have the luxury of always asking for an opinion, mm-hmm. and they understand that too. But, but part of that is recognizing that if I give them time to get feedback, insights, then they also own the idea that I give when I make the ultimate decision. A lot of ways there too. Mm, I love that. So you said critique privately, praise publicly. And then in your response, I heard a little deeper explanation of that dance that you mentioned earlier about dancing between confidence and humility. So again, it's back to what we're thinking ourselves when we're in a position where we have the title of leadership, perhaps, Mm -hmm. that there's humility involved. Humility says, I don't know everything, right? Mm -hmm. So asking, and not just asking, but valuing every other people's opinions. And when we show up that way, they will feel valued, validated, and seen, right? Right. Correct. Correct. Okay, we could do a whole like (laughs) class, Bert, we could have you teach a class because there's so many things that we could unpack just on leadership alone. And I love how you brought up that even in our homes, like we don't need a title. Um, You don't need to be in some corporate role where you have the title of leader. When you're at home, you're, you're leading your kids or in a group of friends, sometimes we're influencing and therefore we are leading. So I think these are just life skills that are good to know. Right. Um, I want to, in our last, in the few minutes that we have, and uh, I want to shift and talk about post-COVID life. Yes. Right. Because all of us have had to navigate uh, the past couple of years, uh, the, as best we can. So I just want to uh, hear from you how you've been impacted and what you've learned the past two and a half years as we've all had to navigate <clears throat> the pandemic, social and economic challenges, racial, civil unrest, and all the things. What have you learned and what tips? do you feel you can offer other people in terms of some of the wisdom that you've gleaned uh, during this time? Well, uh, thank you for that, Joy. One thing I want to first always honor those that were severely impacted by COVID um, over the past couple of years. I understand you know, people's experiences were, were different across the board. Some lost loved ones, some were isolated, some had lost jobs. Um, for me personally, what I really learned from COVID was the value of the pause and reflect during COVID. Um, I'm blessed that, you know, it wasn't too big, too big, too big of an impact for myself and my family regarding COVID, but I also realized it gave me the first time in probably a very long time to slow down and stop, like almost like a hard stop and really ask myself, what is, what's going to be the next phase of my life? And part of that was realizing that where I was an entrepreneur was not where I wanted to be for the next 10, 15, 20 years. And so as the world's opening back up, two things I realized. One is I still like people. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I miss the human interaction. Um, I can't wait to be back out there in the world um, again. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, on a more funny note, I miss the COVID airline prices and I miss the COVID (laughs) hotel prices. So for your listeners, they're like, what do you mean? Yeah, I did a lot of traveling during COVID because tickets were, were dirt cheap. Um, but, but post COVID, I realized that 
it we all got a, we all got the same reset. That's my lesson. I want to share with your lessons. We all got the same reset, and how we maximize this reset will be the launching pad for the next phase of our lives, next chapter of our lives. We mm. know from COVID, we can't keep doing things the same way as we did before. Whatever it is, whatever mm-hmm. in your career path, family life, financial life, we can't keep doing the same thing. What I, for those that really grab onto that concept, will see the next phase of their life be much better. Mm. If they take the time to really grow and learn from that and strategize from that. And so that's what I would share for us post-COVID. How did you maximize that time? Now, that sounds easy. We all need to take a break. We all need need to slow down. But as the world's opening back up again, those took the time to really stop, pause, and reflect are going to be much further along and and get into action mode now. Mm -hmm. The people are still kind of waking up. Mm -hmm. But those are still... But those now who are ready to move forward faster mm-hmm. will look up in five, 10 years and be far, much farther along. Mm. Oh, that sounds predictive. Yeah. Um, I love that. So I'm going to ask you maybe for one thing, um, because during that time, I'm sure you had to navigate your own like stress, anxiety or whatever. So for people who are listening, who are maybe struggling with a little bit of stress, like, is there one thing that you tried that worked for you, whether it was a meditation or, or whatever that you can maybe share with listeners, just one simple thing. Yeah. I would, for me, it would be just move your body. That was my, my biggest thing. I started walking mm. three to five days a week just to get, out, get outside my house and just start walking. Mm. Like I run a, a few days a week, but just got to buy, move your body. Your body needs the motion. You need the sunlight. And if you're in an area where you don't have a lot of sunlight, just move your body in your home. That's the biggest thing. Oh my gosh, Bert. Another thing that sounds simple, yet it's profound because, and I'll say listeners, that was one thing that I did too. Amazing. The benefits to my mental health and my emotional um, state of being just by getting outside and walking and just getting the fresh air. So thank you for sharing that, Bert. We are actually coming up on our last few seconds here. So I want to thank you for joining us today. The conversation was awesome. And listeners, we want to thank you for hanging with us today. And let me know what spoke to you. Uh, Let me know if there was something that inspired, encouraged, or motivate you. Um, or if there was a tip that Bert shared and you said, okay, that one thing right there, I'm taking away and I'm going to start doing that. Write to me at livinginsideouttoday at gmail.com. And as usual, I want to leave you guys with this final tip. And you know, around here, TIP is an acronym, uh, T-I-P, and the acronym stands for Transformation is Possible. It is possible and it begins with making a choice to live inside out today. So until next week, love and peace, and we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.